0: Hi, everyone. It's Sarah. We are talking about sports romance this week. But before we get to it with Sarah Rochon, I just wanted to let you know that there is one week until Bombshell lands. Bombshell is my 2021 book. It is the story of a pretty badass heroine and her pretty badass friends. The Hell's Bells is a Victorian-era girl gang. Um, I hope you'll love them as much as I love them. I hope you'll have as much fun reading this book as I had writing it, and I hope it will deliver on all levels for you. You can find it wherever books are sold. Or you can pre-order it from one of the five romance-friendly indies hosting Faded Mates Live next week, August 24th. Links are in show notes. The purchase of a ticket is a pre-order of Bombshell. You'll also get Faded Mates stickers, Bombshell-specific swag, and a signed book plate from me for every purchase made through one of those stores. And then you get to join us and 10 of our favorite people for Fate of Mates Live, which is sure to be a really fun time. Again, links are in show notes. Thank you so so much for listening and so so much for reading. Your support means the world to me. And now here's Farah. Sports romances It's time. It's, you know, I think Ted Lasso is changing the game here with sports in the media. Agree.
1: And in (laughs) fact, I, we have talked about this extensively, but maybe
2: we'll,
0: maybe we'll, we'll have some more Ted Lasso today. We'll see.
2: I haven't seen it. (gasps) I haven't haven't seen it. Guys, I've been like writing two books in six months. Too busy. Too busy. See nothing. Um, treat yourself those dulcet tones
0: are coming from our friend farah roshan contemporary author of sports romances Mm -hmm. these days and many other things um and oh but first of all you're listening to Mates. i'm sarah mclean i
1: read romance novels and i write them i'm jennifer prokop i'm a romance reader and critic and i guess we already introduced our guests but farah tell us about yourself
2: I am Farah Rochon. I like Sarah. I read romance. I write romance. Uh, I'm also a huge sports fan, a ridiculous Disney fan. Uh, probably the only thing I'm more ridiculous about is Broadway and traveling. So I, I just like to have so fun. So you're having a great 18 months.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Real quality time for you.
2: I also love <laughs> wine. So that's my love oh, of well, wine is good. the only thing I've been able to enjoy indulgent
1: lately uh it's not funny but at this point you just have to oh if you don't yeah yeah i feel like the olympics did um like fill a void for a lot of sports kind of fans this summer but also my husband pointed out to me that the winter olympics start in like six months exactly yeah (laughs) do they really well because we're doing this now Because it's 2022, right? I mean, these should have been a year ago. Oh, February, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> and I said to him it's like where 2022? I, I right. can't even. I said to him, Where are they? And he said, somewhere cold. I was like,
2: thanks. <laughs> thanks for somewhere your somewhere cold. I have where no idea works. either. Everything is so upside down, I have no idea. And I usually keep track of stuff like that. But well, we'll put it in show notes,
0: everybody. It's somewhere cold. It did occur to me, aside from the Ted Lasso thing, because Ted Lasso season two is on and Farah hasn't seen it, so we're not gonna spoil it for her, but it's a delight.
2: Everyone talks about it. Everyone talks about it. Yeah.
0: But so Ted Lasso season two layered on top of the Olympics has really made me feel like sports romance is basically all I want to read right now. Awesome. Um, Although now I'm like, I want sports romances for all these like kind of weird sports. The ones
1: you don't see. Yeah. Where's my dressage romance? (laughs) you okay listen here's a deep cut everybody there is in fact a stop like, it iris johansson love swept oh, from the of 80s course. Oh. so there was a big run of like you know because that was like the rise of love swept was sort of right in um line with like the la olympics and i remember or maybe Ooh. it was elizabeth Lowell. i don't remember i will look it up and put it in show notes but i remember reading one where the um, it, The woman was, you know, did dressage, and I, wow. as a, was like, "What the fuck is this sport?" And I still don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is where we should it's, confess. It's a horse dancing long and involved conversation. We, it, pretty we, much. <laughs> you guys have seen that video, right, where it was put to like the horse in the club? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or yes. Snoop Dogg and I saw uh, that one saying yes. he wants to put that horse in a video. <laughs> But listen, in we had a long conversation also with Lauren of Christina Lauren about how they get the horses to Tokyo. And
0: because, okay, because seriously, I mean, Farah, I know you're a cruise ship person. Yes. But I was like, so I was like, they have to put these horses on ships, right? Because. There, I was sure that boats were the solution because horses are very high strung. Yeah. I would not want to
2: put a horse
0: on a plane.
2: They fly no, them. No, they fly them. <laughs> they fly. Do they like drug them or so, how do you fly a horse halfway around the world? I'm okay. that, To Tokyo well, from New York,
1: say. Okay. Lauren's text was like, we are the biggest dummies ever. And I say that with love. I don't think she really thought that. But she was like, horses are very well trained to be in their... I was going to say cages. or crates. I there's something yeah. else <laughs> in their crates. And so apparently, I, I'm going to look for an article about this. Maybe they just put the whole crate on the plane. I mean, when she said plane, I was like, sure. Wow. Then I
0: did read a whole article about it. And they fly with, like, a very well-paid groom, apparently. Of course. Who, like, is there to, I don't know, like, ring a bell if something goes wrong with the horses. But it also yes. feels like... You know that that um, John Mullaney bit? Did you all see that John Mullaney bit about the Trump administration being like, if there's a horse loose in a hospital, like, a horse no, loose I haven't, in a plane, but I can understand. It's great, but like <laughs> a horse loose on a plane or a horse going like kind of out of its mind on a plane feels like not a safe. You know no,
2: I, mean?
0: I don't know, but I mean, look, we got all these horses to the Olympics, and a plus, everyone,
1: yeah. <laughs> Imagine how much it costs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Well, one of my favorite parts of actually, like, the Olympics is the article, the How Things Work articles. Like, it, it the last Winter Olympics, I read an entire article about, like, how the different kinds of ice they need at different venues.
0: hmm And,
1: like, they had cool. to import all these Americans and Canadians to, like, do the ice because wherever it was, people didn't have the ice proficiency yeah. and expertise. It
2: was Sochi. It was also yes. hot. It was, yeah. it was a lot warmer yes. than usual. And I remember they had to like Climate import. Change. Exactly. They had people like standing in their parkas. But then you look somewhere else and people were in like short sleeves because it really wasn't <laughs> as cold. It was. Yeah, it was very, very
0: weird. The 2022 Winter Olympics are in Beijing, which also feels
2: oh. not cold. Like, you know, I went to Beijing when it was. It was cold. I I have pictures of myself on the snowy, um, the snowy Great Wall. Yeah, it was cold. So it gets cold there in certain parts. So you're confirming yes.
0: this is. It's great. This is why yeah. Sarah should not be on the winter the Olympic committee. It <laughs> is not a future job for me because I don't know how we move horses around the world, and
1: also I don't know what places are cold. <laughs> sure, it's complicated, but, everybody. So Sarah. You though enough this Olympics talk. You're not <laughs> writing about horses or the. Olympics. You're not writing about no. horses or the Olympics. You have written a terrific new football romance. So yeah, why don't you talk to us about the dating playbook, which I'm showing her? Like she doesn't know what her
2: own book. Is. <laughs> I, I have one too. <laughs> yes, but everyone imagine this. Great orange cover. Look it up. Uh, it's great. Uh, yes, I have a football romance, um, which it kind of became a football romance kind of like by mistake uh, because it just kind of fell into it. You know, the series itself isn't really like a sports theme thing. I've written a, a sports, you know, a football series before. No, can um, we
0: talk actually about. What the series the series set up, because I love it so much
2: super hooky, so right. Let's so yeah, let's, let's start at the beginning because uh, this is The Dating Playbook is actually book two in a series which is just kind of called The Boyfriend Project series because we never came up with an actual name for the series. So The Boyfriend Project was the first book in the series and it follows three women who all meet when they discover that they are all dating the same guy and they discover this because one of them is on a date with them with him and uh it's an awful date <laughs> and she starts live tweeting it at the table without him knowing it and the other two girls kind of catch wind of it via twitter uh to the other two show up at the restaurant and they all of course you know uh, read him for filth as he should be <laughs> read for filth. It's
1: a delightful <laughs> <scene, laughs> <perfect. laughs> So obviously it's you have to perfect. go back and read the first book before you
2: read this one. That Yeah, you know, with this <laughs> series, um, I'm usually one of those people who are like, you don't have to read the first book, but you really don't get the, you know, how that girl group starts until you read that first scene. Um, but yeah, they they drop that guy and then the three of them kind of just band together and um, and just decide to, you know, they become fast friends and decide to work on themselves because they discovered that all three of them had things that they pushed to, on the side in order to uh, pursue a significant other. And so that's the setup of the Boyfriend Project. And that one featured Samaya. And Daniel, but they're in the second book and because the girls will always show up in the books. But the dating playbook is Taylor, who is, I mean, a hot mess is just the definition of her, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: One of the things I really loved about this book is that you really let her be a hot mess. Yeah. And in ways that felt so... um Like deeply relatable, you know, she's young, she's having financial trouble, she's trying to start her own business, she has, you know, high-powered family that she doesn't really want to care what they think but does. Yeah. There should be more characters where they're really like, I don't really have my shit together, but I'm pretty fucking awesome.
2: And, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, the other two girls are both Kind of intimidating because they both definitely have their shit together when it comes to their um, careers and such. So she's getting it from all sides. Even these two women that she, you know, relates to in all these ways, they still have that one thing on her where, um, she's just trying to live up to all of these expectations. And she has good reasons for why she, you know, she struggled in school. She's She struggled in business because it's just a thing. You know, she learns that just because you're a fitness person doesn't mean you're going to get on Instagram and become an overnight success. Uh, you know, it, when researching it, I, I I looked at a bunch of fitness people on Instagram and um, And, yeah, some of them have been able to make these, you know, great businesses out of Instagram, but a lot of them don't. Right. Um, So, uh, and, of course, I'm going, like, all on tangents. I'm supposed to be talking about the sports part about it. (laughs) No, but before we get to sports, can we
0: also say, so this is a fake dating book. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, um, which is very hot right now in romance. Like, and I wonder, and obviously, I mean, have we ever done a fake dating interstitial season one surely we have season yep, one we did. we're probably due for another one but the um but I wonder if you could talk a little bit can we just like pause on that for a second because mm-hmm. there is such it is so hugely popular in romance right now and do you have any thoughts about why that might be like what is it about fake dating in 2021
2: I don't know you know those things <laughs> pop up because of course I saw it I, you know, all of like, I had friends coming out and they have their cover reveals and they reveal the back cover copy. And I'm like, holy shit, another fake dating? It's like, were we all just on the same? I don't <laughs> know why. But I think why. we all,
0: but we're all just like gobbling them up too. And that's a and good I think, thing because it's yeah. scared me. <laughs>
1: oh no, no, no. Like, and oh, no. I didn't mean
0: to say like, oh, Farah, you're just one of a thousand. But like, there's, there is this, this real need for it feels and I wonder if it has something to do with I mean I think it's timing too right like I think it's both it feels like dating is terrible. Like the (laughs) right the like swiping and trying to find like a halfway decent person to just like have a meal with seems like it's awful. And that was before the pandemic and now it's like even harder in a thousand ways. So I feel like fake dating a person who you know is like mostly decent is
2: that may be something that may you may (laughs) be onto something um for me it just fit with the book it just was a great way to bring it together um but it truly you you definitely tapped on one of my fears when I saw all of these books come in like oh my gosh people are going to be so tired of fake dating but no they're not
0: I don't think there is a
1: I don't think there's probably not like, a limit. Uh, yeah. Tired. It's a very popular. Yeah. I feel like it's like a popular trope like enemies to lovers where Forever. Yeah. are right, yeah. forever. It just yeah. Know, like a,
0: yeah.
2: But it, it definitely works.
0: Football, right? So you have this football player and I don't know, maybe we should talk about how the how the football player comes into play with um Taylor's Taylor, Book. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but then I also want to talk just widely about why you, why football because this is not your first football romance you have a whole series of them so all right so let's start there with um why why jamar
2: so jamar finds taylor because he he's if you're from texas if you're even you're like from the south actually this whole country is football crazy but it's a different thing yes
1: (laughs) my husband grew up in the suburbs outside of houston and like the the football stadium in his town yes.
2: is i was like but wait what it is yeah, ridiculous like, and it's like the high school football yes. the high school football <laughs> they they have like 70 million dollar high school football stadiums but in texas It's ridiculous. Um, But they love their football. So it's, you know, and Jamar is one of those. He's Katy, Texas, suburb right outside of Houston.
1: That's where Mr. Listen.
2: That's where he's from? Okay.
1: I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before. I'm going to tell you two things about Mr. Reed's romance. Number one is he grew up in Katy, Texas. And number two, so did Renee Zellweger. And that is who my husband went to prom with. Oh, my gosh. I know, and I've never said that before, but Katy, Texas, it's like, that is legit, and that's the place with the crazy football stadium. I'll put an article in show notes Um, on just how big it is.
2: Wow.
0: I've seen that stadium because Sophie Jordan lives in Katy, Texas, and when I... I am from Rhode Island. We don't (laughs) do this there. And I remember when I watched Friday Night Lights texting Sophie Jordan and being like, what is Mm -hmm. this whole world? And she was like oh, next time you come, we're going to show you the football stadium. Yeah. So I was able to make a mental model <laughs> of the <stadium> as <laughs> me you were too. talking. I was like, it felt so it's real to wild. me. wild. And I do think it is something that people outside of the South do not understand. No. Like the South. I mean, I guess Texas isn't the South. It's, it is. I mean, but here's I my don't thing. I think they
1: call themselves that. Mr. Reads Romance doesn't actually read romance, which is why it's funny to call him that. But this book is now on the very short list of books that like when he says he's ready I'm going to be like how about this book set in katie where the high school you know he went to high school Katie, yeah. texas and <laughs> and it'll and i'll just be like sucked in like a black hole perfect
2: that will perfect. be that can be his gateway for sure i'll keep you
1: updated <laughs> also shout out to
0: katie budget books oh gosh yeah, romance right? friendly independent bookstore in katie texas yes um, katie budget books is terrific and they should have this right in the front
2: window I will sign it on my way to Austin uh, next time I'm on my way there. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, Jamar is from Katy. He is. So he grew up in that whole, you know, Friday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is like in the fall. It's all about football. Mm -hmm. That is. And then he goes on to the University of Texas. And if you've ever been to Austin, you know that it's burnt orange all the way. Um, They revere their college football players even, you know, decades later. That's just how they are when it comes to their football players. So he's well known about town. He uh, gets, you know, drafted into the NFL, but he only gets through half of the first season because he gets injured. And all the doctors and everyone thinks that it is a career ending injury. However, he is, he doesn't. He's trying to get back into the NFL. But in this age of, you know, sports bloggers and Reddit and all of these things, he's gotten a a lot of flack on online. So he doesn't really want anyone to know that he's trying to make it back in just in case it doesn't work out. Right. Because he he doesn't want to face it.
1: And I loved I loved this arc for for him too because it felt so real like the kind of and I also loved reading a sports romance where someone had um, you know like gotten in but then was injured right like it wasn't always like someone That's at the it. top it's of their like game
0: right the old it, the injury usually happens to like the old dude who yeah right. really flips that script
2: so and um, he. Not to get too bogged down in the details of it, but he has more than just, it's more than just his dream. You learn that his best friend from high school, they grew up together with this dream. Uh, The friend Dies in high school, and Jamar, for several reasons, feels as if he owes it to his friend to live out this dream. So, there are so many things that are driving his push to get back into the NFL. Um, so that's why he he discovers Taylor because of her going viral when, um, I don't think I mentioned that when the girls, uh, you know, I give the guy their- in the, the, yeah. So, someone records it when they break up with the guy and that goes viral back in, in the boyfriend project. So that's how he discovers her. And then he goes looking and realizes that, hey, she's really good at this fitness thing. So their, their meet cute kind of happens at one of her pop-up fitness classes where he he goes to check for himself is this the right one for me and decides yeah he wants to work with her as his uh private you know fitness coach to try to get him back in shape
1: and all of this felt so um so like smart to me because it felt like um you know i think obviously for listeners maybe a big question would be like well why wouldn't he just use the nfl trainers surely they're the best people but it all plays into this feeling or this sense that he doesn't want to be humiliated if it doesn't work out he wants to keep it as secret as possible just like keep it quiet and, you know, by using an outside trainer. And, you know, this of course comes into conflict with her because she is like, but wait, I need a business and if I can get you back (laughs) in the NF-fucking-L then I will be, then I won't have to worry about my business or money anymore. She
2: wants to use his celebrity to help, you know, um, level up a bit with her and that's the one thing that he can't have her her do, you know.
1: Right. So this conflict is so like rich right yeah. i really enjoyed and it felt so real and so i think the fake dating part of it if you are a person who likes fake dating it there's a it's a really compelling reason essentially it provides the secrecy for the like they're not training they're dating yeah right yeah so and i think i also you know it's delicious for those of you who have not um you know it it's really un- – obviously, it just came out, so you are going to go pick it up now that we're talking about this. But I think it's really unflinching and dealing with, like, sort of uh, injuries in the NFL and head injuries and, right, like, all that stuff that becomes part and parcel of becoming part of the NFL is really built into the book as well. And I – so, everybody at home, it's-, it's terrific. It's a great read. Thank you.
0: So, Farrah, let's talk about football, Because you love football romances. You love football, clearly. Yes, But why, what is it about football that makes
2: you want to write these heroes? Well, I am from the South, where it is a religion. Um, But I actually, I am from a football family. Um, And I didn't realize when I was writing Jamar that I was kind of mimicking my uncle's journey in the NFL. Um, My uncle was, uh, he was one of the first black players to integrate LSU's football uh, team back in the 70s. Um, I think it was three of them that year, but he was one of the first ones on the team. And then he played for the Raiders uh, in the Miami Dolphins, but only for a couple of years because he got hurt. Um, and this was all before I was, you know, like even here. Uh, but he also just finished a 35 year career as a coach in the NFL. So when I say oh. a football oh, so family, in <laughs> yeah, it has been um it's been in my blood and just a part of my life all of this time because he, you know, I've I've been lucky in that I've been able to go to NFL games, stay in the same hotel with the players, be on the sidelines for games. I've been able to to do all of this stuff because uh, he's been with like 10 different teams, uh, you know, so all through his career. And it's been, I think he started playing the year I was born, like he started, you uh, know, <laughs> it's been my my entire life that's that's been in my family and his sons, all three of his sons play college football. A couple of them were in the NFL. So it really has been just a part of my life. And then um. He's never coached for the Saints, but I am a Saints fan through and through. I don't care which team he's, it's like the Saints are up there and then whatever team he's on is the ones, you know, <laughs> I'll cheer for them, whatever. It's number but two. it's just a part, yeah. It, it is. Except when he was with the Falcons. And I was like, sorry, dude, you're just like,
1: <laughs> we can't talk.
2: <laughs> it was so real. Okay. It was like, sorry, Family. I cannot. Holiday dinners were a problem. <laughs> like blood only goes so far. It's not, you're not going to get me the cheer for the Atlanta Falcons. Sorry. But yeah, it's just been, it's just been a part of my life. And I've just always been a football fan and it's like never pressured to be a fan because of it. It's just I've just grown up with it.
0: Yeah. So this is interesting to me because often when you when you have kind of a deep look and a deep understanding of how a business or a type of person is in the world, um, you, you find often writers are like, oh, no, I don't want to write about like that. It's too, I know too much about it. But that doesn't, that's not the case here. So I guess the other question that I have is, as somebody who clearly has been reading romance as long as we have, <laughs> um, did you, have you, been drawn to football romance as a reader too? Is football the sport you go to when you're looking when you're looking at sports romances?
2: For sure. You can't talk sports romance without talking about uh, Susan Elizabeth Phillips Chicago Star Series. That was my first, uh, you know, the first football series that I read. Um, And yeah, I've just, I I love football. Um, So I do. And because I know so much of it, I do gravitate towards that, but I've I've read, you know, right there are now. so many other sports romances. I just love sports. I love the competitiveness of it. Um, and I guess there's something I love. A, when I'm looking for an alpha male, Mm-mm. you know, sometimes I just feel like reading one of those you tend to find one in a sports romance. So I think that's when I go and take one off the shelf because I know I'm going to get like an alpha hero, but it's always a great surprise when they turn out not to be, <laughs> you know? Right. So I found myself being, you know, pleasantly surprised that uh, I've read a sports romance here and there where the, the guy wasn't necessarily an alpha. But I think it's just just being such a big sports fan of any type. I mean, because I'm golf, tennis, I will watch anything, you know, sports will be my background, um, my white noise for me. So, yeah, that's why I gravitate toward them.
1: One of the things that's really interesting you said about like being an alpha male is I, I agree with that. But I think that the like the Russian roulette or like the. I don't know, spinning ball of of fate or whatever, because they could get hurt at any minute. Yes. Right? And so I think unlike if they're, like, businessmen where they're just, like, at the top of the game and can sort of, you know, just be awesome forever, in sports you have to show relatively young men grappling with, like, not necessarily their like mortality, but the end of this career where they were, like, you know, gods. Yeah. And I think that there's something I mean, that's, like, a great like, it makes sense to me that sports romances, especially when one of the, the man is the athlete. Yeah. Is, which, it, to be frank, is more common, is really playing around with that. Like, you're still young, but you have to grapple with the fact that you are not the best anymore.
2: It And it happens. There has to be this vulnerability in them that you have to show because of that. And it's like, it can be injury or, like you said, just age. 35? You're yeah. kind of done. Right. Ancient. Yeah. Out to pasture. Well, we were Googling,
1: we were watching um, women's beach volleyball. And it's Alex and April. Yeah, April, April Ross. Ross. And, yeah. you know, my husband was like, uh, you know, I said, how old is April Ross? Like, I feel like she's been in my brain for a long time. And he was like, I don't know, like 25. And she, I was like, she's 39. Wow. <laughs> right? Like these, you can have, there are some sports where you can have a longer career, but. Football is not really one of them. We've been watching skateboarding here at our house for the last two weeks. And,
0: like, those dudes are old. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy from Denmark whose name is Rune. So because of my obsession with Cressley Cole's character, Rune, of course, he's our favorite. Well, my favorite. And my daughter just has to watch it with me. <laughs> like you're just but he's, like, 42 or something. Yeah. Wow. And I'm, like... Wow. I mean, like, and when you fall off a skateboard... I was going to say, I feel like you
1: that feels like, like I, I riddle you I all. also am 42, and I do not want to fall off a skateboard. I don't want to fall off any... I don't want to fall off, like, a heel on my shoe. Like that's. I was
2: just going to say, okay, at 42, I'm pretty sure... Back at forty two, I was like, "Damn, I'm getting out of this bed." Yeah, you know, I could hear yeah. my knee at some point. So, <laughs> God,
0: yeah. Exactly. One. Of well, the- he's also called the Danish Destroyer, so
1: <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> love Destroyer of his kneecap. <laughs> I know. I'm like, where's my Danish Destroyer romance? One, I think on the British equestrian team, there is a gentleman in his sixties. Yes, I did watch his. The- uh, yeah. That's
2: great. He looked That's very pretty- dapper in his little, you know, in the great uniforms yeah. that they wear. Yeah, yeah, he was he was pretty. He yeah, did. I was they impressed. Looked
1: like they could like roll off their horse and then like <laughs> the height. Yeah, but he doesn't have to like yes. you
0: know throw a ball
1: really far.
2: True. He no, just has true. to
0: ride a horse and not fall off. To be, that's I mean, true. That's that's very that is severely diminishing the skill it takes to do equestrian sports. I was I just going to say
2: the equestrian like, people are absolutely coming after Please you don't for that error. I apologize.
1: I'm already ma- mad at myself. We already listen. <laughs> they tuned out as soon as we knew we didn't know how they get the horses played. So I know they're they already like, are like dummies. <laughs> You know, here's the other thing I would say about about your book, and I think about sports romances in general, which is they are really built on found family and, like, sort of that yes. brotherhood, that camaraderie yes. of growing up together and having, like, similar goals. And I think that that is another thing that, um, you know, Jamar's oh, – it's so, like, tender the way he feels, Uh, About this friend, his best friend. died, And I think that um, that's something that we talk a lot in about in romance, how men, especially alpha males, you know, like can't really access their feelings. But I think that one of the ways in a sports romance that you do get those feelings from men is the way that they are like so closely tied to their their teammates or their team or, you know, their coaches or whoever. And I think that's another reason that I like a sports romance too, is there's like a, a bigger variety of like ways that we see um, men interacting. Yeah. With like kind of each other.
2: Too. With each other. It's that, built in, right? When I think about my other <laughs> football uh, romance, my New York Saber series, I remember when I was setting that up, uh, those guys always got together to play dominoes after the game uh because one of them was kind of a hothead my uh my running back was kind of a hothead who got in trouble and some of the older guys on the team they were like you know what we are not gonna hang around in the in you know the locker room with you we'll leave after the game and that's kind of how they formed their you know their little brotherhood, by trying to save one of the younger players from himself and yeah they formed this brotherhood together um and with the dating playbook the one with Jamar that started with them when they were still kids they were, you know yeah and they have a very different path because i talk about how Jamar is seen as the ideal you know he comes from a two parent home middle class everyone thought he was a golden boy while his friend Silas has a mom who's in jail his grandfather raised him he's like the statistic that right. the um the media likes to portray when it comes to black football players so jamar just has so many you know there's so many feelings when it comes to silas and Uh, At one point, I I thought, am I laying on the guilt too much? Because he is carrying a lot of guilt and just things. But I think it worked. And it worked in the story because it all was just authentic. It all just comes together. You can see it really happening um, for him. So I think it worked well. It was extremely hard to write. Uh, There are so many times that this book just had me literally on the floor in the fetal position. (laughs) Um, So some of those scenes, gosh, there's a scene in there towards the end where it took me days to get through that scene. Um, because, And I guess I can say this. uh, A lot of people know that I lost my sister uh, very unexpectedly. My only sister... um, In the middle of writing this book, I actually had, it was due like a month uh, before she died. Uh, I turned it in nine months later (laughs) because, you know, I was, I was, Still, I was running late, but I was only about maybe a few weeks late. But then that happened, and then everything just went like, you know, I wasn't even thinking about writing. But I'd already put this in the book. It's not like I could change the entire story. Right. So I, I had to get myself in a position where I could face these scenes that had I still hadn't written them yet. Um, but it was, it is by far the hardest book I have ever had to write. And I was not convinced that it was a good book until someone outside of my editor told me, because I thought she was just, you know, being right. being nice. Now, I will say the very first edition that she read was trash. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it this was just horrible. sounds like my general
0: <laughs> turning in a draft <laughs> experience.
1: But I mean, well, and that's it. I mean, I have been saying a lot. I think that the the next year and i mean now we're reading people's pandemic books yes but we're yes. also i mean and so the this this thread of grief and loss and you know I, it doesn't surprise me that this like permeates books in general but i think knowing your story about your sister yeah it really I might cry a little, it's really like I said, it's really a big part of the book, I think it's beautifully, done. yeah, and I think people looking for that like exploration in a place like romance where it's safe are gonna feel really taken care of here
2: yeah it it took a lot to craft that um and not you know i I wrote it, and then I had to pull back a little from it because it really became like cathartic at it was maybe five or six months later, uh, that I was actually able to get to those scenes. And I realized that they helped me because I was stuck in the house. I mean, I lived with, in my sister's house for about nine years before she died. So I was at one point stuck in this house with just me and the Chihuahua, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because we couldn't go anywhere. Uh, so there was just so many emotions. I was thinking, how do I get through this book? And I just heard her voice saying, um, you've got bills to pay. You better get this book written. And that's when it, that was like my point. I was like, okay, yes, shake out of it. Just write it. And lots of tears, you know, but I think it made for a better book. And I'm just proud that it got written. And the fact that so many people, they actually think it's a good book. (laughs) You know, I've gotten so many reviewers who said, I love the Boyfriend Project, but I have to say, I love this one more. And when I saw more and more people saying that, I thought, okay, it's not just people being nice because these people don't even know me. They actually do (laughs) like the (laughs) book. Right. Right. So, yeah, I'm very happy with it. Um, should
0: we
1: talk about some books? We should. Well, some, some, some listen. recommends, but no, you don't want to. You have No, a thing. I don't I what do, but I thing? feel like we should start with <laughs> Chicago Stars because Farrah yes. said it and I felt We were reckon.
0: not gonna say it. We weren't gonna say it.
1: I just feel like <laughs> <laughs> we've said enough about We've Chicago said enough about it, stars. except that I will tell but you But now she brought it up, so let's I'm talk sorry, about it. <laughs> I did. I reread I reread Heaven Texas yesterday because oh, we wow. said Chicago Stars and I That's, that's a deep Cut. god i
2: love that book so much I
1: right i really do well and the thing that's really interesting about it is bobby tom who is the hero of heaven texas is a, like essentially almost a rookie like a, a mm-hmm. pony, uh, you know in the first book of the series and so but you know she fast forwards until it's essentially again like the end of his career right he is he was injured and his knee is screwed up and so um he is a real um show pony to put it to put it like as nicely as possible and he falls in love with a woman named Gracie Snow who is um just like a i don't know like a little robin like a wren like whatever like the brown plain bird is hanging out on your porch <laughs> so that's what she is and i love that when you put like a real you know show pony with somebody who's yeah. not at like that at all and it also has like a real terrific as only susan elizabeth phillips can write like sort of end of the line um you know grovel scene where which involves him stealing a police car. <laughs> Oh gosh, yes, and, I remember now. And, and chasing her down on a Texas interstate. So, yes.
2: I yes. really need right. to go and like reread all of those before I get to the the new one cuz I Yeah. I've got so many books lined up that I know it's going to be forever before I can read the newest, but I, my favorite was the one with Gabe. Um is it Dream a Little Dream? I think it's so. the one with him. And I just remember there are some scenes that she had me just, like, crying with that book. That entire series, it it you can't talk sports romance without talking about it and laughing because she's just the funniest. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah.
0: And when she was on, we had her on to talk about the most recent book, um, and she introduced herself, and she was like, I'm the inventor of the sports romance. Like, before me, they didn't exist. And we were like, and right on. We were like, Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, but true. And so for so really, it's really fascinating. But one of the things that I think she pointed out is that she almost never writes the actual sport into the books. Like she's much more interested in what the characters, how yeah. the sport builds the character, than how the character builds the sport, so to speak. Yes. And I think that's really interesting.
1: And I've been and, pay- finding myself paying attention to that yeah. more and more because Sarah was like I you know was is going to talk about a book next because I'm going to make her where she's like oh he doesn't actually play for the team he's like a trainer and I was like I think it's really interesting how sports romance now has has grown to be all a lot of things too that are like adjacent right yes. like yeah. uh, you know not the the friends of people on the team the mm-hmm. Per, you know, personal trainers. I mean, so that to me makes a lot of sense because you start off with just the players, but like the support staff, yes. the people who are flying the horses to Tokyo, are also people that have great stories. I
2: want to read. I yes. want to read one of those people's stories for sure. Now that I know they exist, I totally want that romance. So yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Well, so I mean, I'll talk about it. You know, briefly, but it was I when we sort of said okay let's do sports. My instant thought was Adriana Herrera's American Sweethearts, which is the fourth in her Dreamer series, which is, I mean, talk about a book that like, is sports adjacent, right? It's actually a like. Um, there's only one bed, like off in an island in an island in the Caribbean. Like to bef- it's like friends to lovers, like accidental fall in love, um, and it is terrific. But the her- the hero Juan Pablo is a uh, physical therapist for the New York Yankees, and so of course I was like, oh, he's a Yankee. I mean, and he is a Yankee, right? Like without him, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, his best friend is a New York City police officer, and they are like, and she, it's you know, the classic romance setup. Like they have both, they are both like career driven, and like have sworn off relationships and um, then they just like happen to be stuck in the Dominican Republic in paradise for a week together tragedy and you know, things happen (laughs) and it is a delight. And then of course, and then the conflict is all it's, it's like a, a beautiful everybody on who listens knows that like it takes, it takes a lot for me to like love a friends to lovers romance, but interestingly enough, this one And my other favorite Friends to Lovers romance are both sports romances, and I think that's because there is this kind of sense of, like, there being – I feel like the other thing I really love about sports romance that doesn't often get talked about is, like, focus – the life focus of the character – I've, I really love a character who, like, has a plan for their life outside of romance. And then they get kind of, like, <laughs> blindsided by it and, like, knocked on their ass by it. Um, and so sports gives you that because yeah. in order to be successful in sports, in order to be successful as a physical therapist with the New York Yankees, like, you have to have hyper focus. Like, yeah. you can't be screwing around. Um, and that is true. I think of. I think that's the other piece. Like when you talk about building an alpha hero or like a strong heroine, often the way that we can do that as writers is to build a character who has hyper focus mm-hmm. um, and deep commitment and passion to something else. Also, because there is a real appeal to drawing that passion, aw- not away, but like getting. Some of that directed at you, like oh, yeah. when somebody's yeah. able to hyper focus on their, you know, body becoming a temple of <laughs> sportsmanship, they then are able to hyper hyper focus on your body as temple of fine.
1: Story. I love yes.
0: it. it. My makes new so theory.
1: I just created it. it maybe more right. Well, you read <laughs> all those stories about Olympians, like like these people can do whatever they Stop want with their it. bodies. I'm fine with it. I love it.
0: Look, yeah. these beds, these like. It was debunked, but when they first introduced these cardboard beds and they were like, oh, it's so that they don't have sex. And I was like, these people don't need beds to have, like, no. I need a bed. <laughs> but, like, these people can do it, like, upside
2: down in handstand pose. So, like, why? Why would we care about these cardboard beds? So, it was so funny. My gosh. Yeah, but I, your theory makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I love it. It really does.
0: Yeah. Because if you're the only other thing, right?
2: Right.
1: um (laughs) i i think i still have more recommendations i know it's a couple years old but i really love the bromance book club and it's a super high concept and i feel like sometimes when it's like that it's sort of hard to like make the characters work but it really did in this case so the plot is that um it's about a baseball romance um gavin scott is a real successful i think I don't know baseball player. I don't know his position, and his wife Thea and is uh, essentially like, "I'm not coming. You don't take you know in, in you don't take care of me in the bedroom, and you don't really take care of things at home. I have given up a lot of myself and the things I wanted in order to be your wife, and it's not working for me anymore. And so she asked for a divorce. So this is also a real marriage and trouble story where you have a, a hero who is so focused on you know the the job that he did not have a focus on home and um what happens is and this is the high concept part he ends up being invited to essentially a secret um like meeting of men who read romance novels <laughs> as a way oh of like understanding God. women better and they call the books i feel like they call them i can't remember like the bibles or something right like the the manual they yeah. call it like you know like what happened in the manual to like help guide them through <laughs> how to like fix things and it is, I think, a really terrific example of, um, you know, here's a sports romance where you have a successful athlete, but, like, what is the price yes. that you're paying, that someone's paying? And often the the wife, right, is paying that price. And um, I think this is, it's really a book that I I loved it the first time around, and it has really, like, stuck with me as being a great example of, you know, I think Lissa Cadams Adams, like, took a trope we all know and love the sports romance, but then like found a way to unpack some like new part of it, which is, well, what happens when all, you know, like as Sarah said, all your focus is, wasn't good. You didn't focus on the right things.
2: You fucking dummy. (laughs) Right. I love those books. (laughs) Uh, I still haven't read the last one, the latest one. Yeah. I haven't. Because again, I have not had a life these last six months, but I love that series. And like you said, it, it's she explores other things that you don't necessarily get in a normal sports romance. I think that's what makes it work so well. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. It's,
0: I one. had forgotten it was a sports romance. I mean, of course right. it is. Like now, yeah. like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's a baseball player, but like it's. Yeah. I had totally forgotten that. Yeah. Like for me, that was, like, a marriage and trouble book. But you're totally right. And she w- and it and it works because of that focus. Yeah. Right. What a silly... What a silly... <laughs> but also, my God, that group of men. Yeah. It's, I know. What a delight. That first book is a delight. Like, yes. Like, when you're just, like... I I can't believe it took 50 years for romance to come to... To come with rom- that. Men reading romance novels. <laughs> yeah. Agree. <laughs> Agree. When you talk about high-concept ideas, like... When, set, when people are like, I don't understand what high concept means, like, that's a perfect That like, You know exactly what that book is. And yes.
2: It, even though you've never seen it before. It's great. It, it's great. It's great. Um, can I give a, re- yes. a recommendation? Yes, I actually came up with, like, way more than I should have. But I do uh, have, we talked about how the men are usually the focus um, in the sports romance. But- Nicole Falls wrote a book where the woman I love was the athlete. It's called The Change Up. If anyone has ever seen the show that Fox did not give a chance to, called Pitch. That romance. Oh. It it's I'm still harmed by that, by the way. <laughs> I loved it so much. And it's just, oh gosh. I was hoping that one of the like streaming services or something would give it new life, but. Um, I love the fact that Nicole kind of, I mean, I don't know where she got the idea from, but it, I connected the two because it's the woman. She, you know, grew up playing baseball. She's a baseball friend, uh, you know, fan and, what happens with her, it's like she doesn't get to play in the actual major leagues, like in pitch, but there's like this exhibition thing. And it's like a, it's been a few years since I read it, but it's like a pitching competition. So she kind of gets the chance to show her stuff. Uh, and the hero, Noah, is a sports blogger. And you know, those dang sports bloggers always have something to say. So it's just, it's one of those kind of a slow burn romance romance. But great banter. And again, it's one where it's the woman who is the athlete in it. Uh, And it just, it brought back those pitch vibes for me. So I love to recommend that as a great uh, sports romance.
1: Okay.
0: So I'm going to go because I, so I read this one called Pivot and Slip which is by a woman named Lila Suzanne. And it was my first book by her. And I really loved it. And it is um, a male, male. And the hero, one of the heroes, Felix, is a boxer. I went looking for a boxing romance because I was like, oh, we're going to do sports romances. Like, what sport do I want to read about? Um, And the hero, um, Felix is a boxer and he is injured. He's like, Injured in a fight, Um, and so he decides he's going to start, and he realizes that, like, when he boxes his, like, he's boxing for the physicality of it, but there's also, like, he can't kind of keep himself mentally, like, hinged, if that makes sense. Like, he realizes that he's, like, letting too much of his, like, emotions get into the fight, and it's Mm. harming him, and he's worried about um, that. So he decides he's going to start going to yoga class. Love it already. And so <laughs> he signed the, the meat cute here is freaking adorable. Jack, our other hero, is a former Olymp well, he's not an Olympian, but he made it to the Olympic trials. And then he had this like, he was a swimmer and he had a um he basically like he he had a um a breakdown of sorts during the trials and it was all filmed and put on YouTube and it like is his great shame. So he like stopped swimming and he started, he became a yoga instructor. And so every, you know, whatever, Tuesday morning or Thursday morning, there is a yoga for seniors class and he teaches it as yoga at this like yoga school. And he goes to it and in walks this like Massive boxer Fine. who does not know that he has come for yoga for seniors, oh <laughs> and my so gosh. it's like this moment of like pure delight. And this is like the perfect. It's this is like chapter one, and it goes on, and it's really about two people who, like all great romances, is about two people who like are really just trying to come to terms with like who they were and who they might be and who they might be together. It's um. It's a really soft and, like, lovely book. And it's so, it's these two men just, like, finding love with each other. And it's also very sexy. And there's boxing and fighting and hitting, and I love all that. But also, it's just, like, <laughs> two people who have great bodies, who can do lots of great things with their bodies, doing great things with their bodies, and falling in love. I love Nothing wrong with that. That sounds amazing. That is how I feel about this book. It's like, but that's the other piece. that's the other joy of the sports romance, right? Is like, yeah, two people, these who, are people or and- like these people who are in tip top shape.
2: Yeah. Oh, gosh, you I love need that. A cardboard
0: okay. bed at the Olympics is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do not at
1: all. I I know that I've gone a, a bunch of times, but I do have one more that I want to talk about, and I think it actually will relate back to our earlier conversation about grief, and that is a hockey romance called Man Down by Kate Meter. And I I just I just read this book so fast. I thought it was so beautiful, but Gunner is a hockey player and the book opens with him texting like into the void and it becomes clear to us really really quickly that he's texting his his wife who has died And he is doing this, like, sort of texting and texting, and then one day someone texts back because his wife's number has been reassigned. And this woman's name is Sadie, and she is kind of like, are you okay? And kind of says, like, I've been getting your texts now for a couple weeks, and I didn't want to say anything, but, like, are you okay? And they strike up this sort of texting friendship that then, for romance reasons, becomes them meeting in real life. I'm just gonna say it's romance reasons because it's you just gotta go with it's it. It's a little, yeah, it's a little convoluted and great. Sure, but, sure, it's fine. And <laughs> um, the thing that I I really loved about this romance is he. It turns out that he was driving in a car and his wife was and his their their four year old twins. Where they were in oh. an accident and everyone died oh. but him. And it is really right uh, right it's and it's a few years later now um right he starts the sort of interaction with Sadie happens like almost two years after the accident so this is a man who has spent a lot of time grieving before the book starts and it's but still it, it's gonna grieve forever right yeah and, and it's just a matter though of like how he can move along and so they meet in real life and they're very attracted to each other and um it is just a beautiful, beautiful romance. And I think, again, if you are at all looking for a romance about, like, how being part of a team can, like, kind of support you in the world mm-hmm. and how, like, sort of, and the one thing I also really like is we talked about there's very little hockey in the book. In fact, it, most of the hockey is he is um, kind of helping to coach, like, a summer league that they do for kids in the in the Chicago area. Can we talk about this
0: kid thing, yes. too? Like, that is a big piece of the sports romance yeah. often is, like, and yeah. then they work with children. Yes. And I it's didn't... really darling. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. And I probably am such a basic bitch for loving
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. This Ew. book, I just, it was like, you know what? To me, it's like I <laughs> cried a little when I read this book, but it was so beautiful. And I really believed in my heart that you know, he was ready to move on, and she was a good person for him, and it's just, like, a really beautiful journey. I mean, just yeah. like Jamar's journey towards, like, kind of moving through his grief and getting out to the other side of that, and I think that um, there's a reason I think this plays out so well in sports romance, because the bigger drama always behind the scenes of a sports romance is, you know, the winning and losing, right? Yeah, Like, these are people who are The stakes are so high for them, and they have to know how to manage that. And so it makes sense to me that you could set really big emotional stories against that because these are already drama filled existences, maybe. So, Farah, you also have a little teaser, maybe you're going to end (laughs) this. I do. I do. You really tease us.
2: Okay, so I'm going to cheat and give two because I wanted to do a quick. Shout out for this series. We always see football, you see hockey, but years ago, Patricia Sargent wrote a basketball romance series uh, under her Regina Hart. pen name called the Brooklyn Monarchs, and you don't really see the NBA. So if people, you know, you like sports and you don't. So I'll put that. But the one I want to talk about is one that I can't really say much about um, because the book doesn't come out until 2022. I was extremely lucky to read an early copy of Jamie Wesley's new, uh, talk about high concept football three football players who opened up a cupcake shop in san diego together I
1: stop it give it to me right my god it's so good they're gonna have to learn stop. how to pipe things with their big manly hands sign it's Romance so going to cute.
2: die i mean jamie's oh so like god. funny so it truly is you know i've seen people talk about the rom-coms or you know it's like just because they slap a a funny cover on it doesn't necessarily mean a rom-com. This is a rom-com for sure. You are going to laugh. Oh my God. And it's just so freaking sweet because yes, you have these three bulky football players who for reasons get together and open up a cupcake shop. And the heroine, she What's actually for reason. What listen for reason
1: already? I'm like I'm like fanficking this already. Um, they have little birthday parties for little girls. Um, one of, of them comes home they do. covered in fucking glittery sugar all the
2: time. Like stop it! I cannot. It's really so sweet. So badly. Um, And the the heroine, she kind of mixes. Um, like the heroine is actually the granddaughter of the owner. Of the football team, the football team is owned by a black woman. Let me just say that. So, you know, I love that. Great. And her granddaughter was on like a bachelor series, you know, one of those series like that. And she kind of, she was picked in kind of, and I know I'm not really giving away spoilers because you're going to know this from the beginning, but she kind of leaves the guy who she picked at the altar type name she knew she wasn't really in love with him, so she just She kind of ends up working at the cupcake shop, uh, again for reasons. And the, the series, I can't give the name because they want to do like a name reveal, of course. The cover, I can't say anything about any of it, but be on the lookout for Jamie Wesley's football players turn cupcake well they're still football players that's the thing but they still run this cupcake shop
0: wait it's they so also
2: good. are football players yes they're oh three they're on listen, the same team i thought they were like retired listen, no
1: no listen, they're like both listen jamie if you're listening <laughs> okay my email is <laughs> yes. jen read jamie Romance. we would like to read this book <laughs> we want to read this Oh so my
0: god Woo. um So everyone, you can follow Jamie Wesley on Twitter. We're going to put her Twitter um, account in show notes.
1: And then as soon as this cover (laughs) reveal and title drops, I'm going to blast it out onto the
2: universe. It's so cute. I feel so lucky that I was able to read such an early copy of it because it is, it's an adorable series. It's a, and she's just, she's funny. That's great. So yeah, it's be on the lookout for it in 2022 from St. Martin's. It's good. Perfect. (laughs) adorbs (laughs) adorbs
1: <laughs> they are already football players and also <laughs> cupcake owners Fine. listen oh, i don't know again why oh hasn't anybody thought of it before but jamie got there first and that's all that no, jamie was like what does romance love cupcakes and football
2: players
0: i'm gonna put them right? together and now she's gonna print money and <laughs> i'm gonna be sad <laughs> she, deserves
2: idea. she deserves it she deserves it for this It's is so adorable
1: Jamie, we can't wait to read it. Okay. Sarah, where can people find you? Everywhere.
2: I'm <laughs> online way too much. Um my favorite places are Instagram and now TikTok. I'm on Twitter, but I'm still uh just a screaming ball of like anger on Twitter, so it's, I tell people you can go on Twitter, but you're not going to get the best fare on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok where I am just free flowing. You'll see more than just books cuz I just put any kind of, you know, whatever I'm feeling the day on TikTok. Facebook, I'm on there too, and I have a, a fan club on Facebook. Um so yeah, go on my website, of course, faroshawn.com and I've got links to all of my stuff. Except for TikTok. I need to add my link for TikTok, which will probably take me six months to do it since I just thought about it right now. Uh but yeah, you can follow follow me everywhere. Perfect. Well, it has been really
0: fun to have you, Farah. Please come again. It's been great. Are you the next book in the series? Do you have um, a sense of when it will be? Or
2: it's going to be next summer. Um, I did reveal the the title is the Hookup Plan. Um, So, yeah, that should kind of tell you, well, anyone who's read that knows that London is just really in dire need of a hookup. Uh, So in London's book, she finally finds someone to hook up with. Uh, Not that she she necessarily wants to hook up with this person. He just kind of turns out to be the perfect hookup partner. Um, But I just saw the cover and I can't wait to do the cover reveal because I am absolutely in love. But that should happen later this fall. Um, And yeah, it'll be sometime in summer of 2022, I think. And I'm confused now because I have the two books coming out. The (laughs) Princess Tiana book comes out, I think, in fall 2022 and the the adult romances in summer.
1: Time has no meaning. Welcome to Faded Mates, everybody. (laughs) um thank you farah so much for coming on today we had so much fun talking about sports romance um for everyone listening at home please check out our website for information about merch Uh, links are in show notes for all of the things we've talked about today and um you can find us on twitter at faded mates and on instagram at faded mates pod